Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Marianne Amies. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Hi and welcome back to another episode of Marketing with Confidence. Today, I'm going to talk to you about managing your own social media. When you're starting out in your own business, it's natural that you are likely going to be the person that also manages your own social media. And the process of that can become, I guess, overwhelming or it it sort of becomes a task you just don't want to do. I talk to so many clients who are at the point where outsourcing is an option and some of the reasons why they're ready to let go of social media is that they they recognize they're not the best person for the job or they have other areas in the business where they can add more value or they recognize that they don't have the time or capacity to strategically and consistently post on social media. The secret to social media success is strategic and consistent posting. Now, the strategy is going to change depending on the channel that you're using, and the strategy is going to change depending on what you're trying to achieve. But the consistency, every platform rewards consistency, and it's the consistency that will pay off. It's hard to be consistent when you have a million other hats that you're wearing, but it's also hard to be consistent when you don't have a strategy. It's actually the strategy that helps with the consistency because when you have a clear strategy in place, you actually can generate so much more content easily and find you have so much to talk about that the the laborious nature of, you know, what am I going to post today starts to go away. I often talk to clients about, you know, the 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 chuck it up this will do that comes out from managing your own social media and you know it goes a little good at your socials you up a few times a week maybe you're doing stories or videos and it's going pretty good and then you know you get a few new clients or you get a few extra orders and you have to tend to that and then you know something in the business breaks and you need to go and sort that out or you go away for a few days and take some time out of the business you've got to catch up. And then before you know it, it's been three weeks since you've posted on social media. So you chuck something up. And when we chuck something up, we tend to go to our favorite, you know, our easiest favorite content. So it's like, oh, I'll chuck up a, a product shop because that's easy. Or I'll chuck up a, a call out to my service to book now because that's easy. And so you lose that strategy. We often talk about our favorite children in our business. So, you know, our favorite services or our favorite products, where in fact, there may be a whole suite of offers that when we're not strategically managing, we don't roll back around to. So what did I want to take you through today, I guess, is the foundation within an agency like my own that we work through and and I guess the principles we work through to successfully manage a social media account. So this episode is going to be perfect for you if you're a business owner looking for some structure on how to approach your own social media. If you're a marketing graduate, uh, I find with a lot of marketing grads, you just don't get any coverage, any uh, curriculum that covers social media management, strategy, implementation, analytics. So it could be great for you. And then also great for marketing professionals that may be, you know, really experienced marketers, but late to social media management, or even if you have to manage 
others that are, that are executing social media management and making sure they're ticking all the right boxes for you. So taking you through some key areas when managing your own social media, the first is your content planning principles. Under content planning, we need to understand our target market firstly and foremostly. And I know sometimes us marketers sound like we're beating a dead horse with these imaginary people that you, you know, you need to conjure up. But honestly, when you get your target market super clear, your tone of voice is then able to be crafted with somebody in mind. And the alignment that you create between you and the person most likely to do business with you will attract the right people to your accounts and have you engaging with the right people. So we look at target market when we're sort of going through our content planning principles. We also want to look at, uh, you know, which channels are right. So the target market is the first huge clue to which channels are right because if your target market is very young, then that's going to possibly lead you to choose different channels towards if your target market is really old or if your um, you know, target market is really corporate versus whether your target market is a, you know, more of a consumer of, of e-com or you know, fashion or lifestyle and that sort of thing. The channels that you pick are going to be really different. What do I mean by channels? I mean your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Pinterest, anywhere you need to be. So that then becomes part of your strategy. So you've got your target market, you've got your social media channel, your choices, and then you might come to what we call content pillars. Now, content pillars are contentious. You'll hear people tell you that content pillars are dead. And if you're using content pillars, it's the old way of marketing and, you know, that's out and, and you know, other things are in. To me, I think if you're trying to DIY or you're new to social media, content pillars will give you an easy structure, an easy framework to come back to, to generate batches of social media content that attract, engage, and convert your audience. So when we develop our content pillars, we look again at our target market, and we also look at the channels we want to succeed on, start to understand what content performs on those channels, and then we think of our content pillars. So content pillars are things like um, maybe voice of authority content, or it could be about FAQs. It could be um, about tips and tricks. It could even be services. Now, they sound very boring and broad, but it's actually the execution per channel that we then look at that brings those content pillars to life and makes them interesting. So, you know, under the content pillar of, of voice of authority could also look like on LinkedIn, writing longer form articles or contributing to top voice articles. So we're going to execute it in different ways. That's going to make it more uh, dimensional than just FAQs. FAQ can be a live video of you delivering a question you got asked and how you dealt with it. It can be a carousel that's in engaging on Instagram and TikTok that walks people through that deeper question and how you would answer it. So the execution under your content pillars can actually be where the excitement and, and variation of content delivery can come. So when we have our content plan in place, again, to recap, so your target market, your social media channel mix, your content pillars, and a little bit around how you're going to execute those content pillars per platform. 
we then need to start to think about how it's going to look. So this is where you might go into a tool like Canva, again, if you're really DIYing, and you'll set up yourself some templates. And those templates are going to help to bring your brand consistently to life across all platforms. What we don't want to do is, is, you know, look like something on Instagram and something completely different on Facebook and, you know, ergo on, on LinkedIn and TikTok. Although we need to create content that's fit for platform, we need to honor our brand identity. So if you've got a logo, if you've got a color palette, you need to be bringing that into your brand identity and creating some assets and some templates that you can then use. So that could be your reels cover. So the graphic that you use on top of your reel to have a, you know, a more of a branded look, or it could be, again, the the carousel format and, and the colors that come together. So you may want to create a couple of templates. Obviously, Canva is the home of templates and there's a million on there. A hot tip is to not use a different design every time. So say for um, testimonials, if you're going to do, say, a testimonial over B-roll as a video or you're going to do a testimonial graphic, have one format, maybe vary colors through your brand colors if you have a couple, but don't pick a different Canva template every time. We kind of don't want to look like the catalog for Canva. We want to start to have some brand assets that are really easy to identify. So I know when I see that quote or I see that call to action, that I start to relay it back to your brand because you've consistently been using that design. So creating your Canva templates is also going to help you in your social media management because when it comes to batching, and, and batching is a great buzzword. I look as a social media agency for over, well, for close to 15 years, we have been creating a month of content at a time for our clients. And most social media agencies do that. It's not unique to us at all. In the last kind of couple of years, that's got the buzzword of batching. So batching is just about creating a lot of social media content at once and then using it over a period of time. So those Canva templates are going to really help you with your batching. So once you have your content plan in place and you've got some templates, you can then kind of look at a month and go, how can I use those content pillars back to my target market across the channels and bring them to life? So you might you know, if if you are open to using a scheduling program, this is a great step. Um, I recommend later, and I'll drop the link in the show notes. I really love, uh, it's very visual, it's very easy to use. Plan is another great one as well. Um, and what you can actually do with those is pre-populate all your social media in there and then assign it days that it will publish. And you can preview what your Instagram feed looks like if that's important to you to have it looking a certain way. You can also make a master post and then replicate it to various channels and edit it to be fit for platform. That sounds very technical, but to give you a little bit more about how I do that in my own social media I will choose an image and I will upload that into later and I will write my caption. And then I will say I want to customize it for LinkedIn and Instagram. On LinkedIn, I might pull back on some of the, I guess, lightheartedness, not always, I guess some of the cheekiness. I pull back a little bit on that and I don't use many to any emojis. And I also, and 
these hashtags. And then for my Instagram, I'll add more emojis. I might add a bit more cheekiness. Creating that in LinkedIn and then copying and pasting it to Instagram and editing it. I can do this all pretty much in one step. I can hit schedule and it schedules it for both platforms in whichever way. And then if I want to separate the times, I can still drag the times apart. So they publish at different times of day as well. So scheduling tools are really amazing. If you're not ready to invest in a scheduling tool, and and a good one might cost you about $20 a month, they're not super uh, expensive, they don't break the bank. Um, you, if you're not ready for that, you can even just use an Excel spreadsheet. Back in the day, we used to use Google Sheets, we used to use Excel Sheets. I will caution if you use Excel or Google to make sure you do a spell check because unfortunately they don't have the blessed uh, red squiggly line and that can definitely catch you out. But all you want is a view of a month and then you're going to merely plot those content pillars across a month. So say you have a content pillar that's inspiring quote, you can now go, okay, I want to do one of those maybe once a week, a call out to a program you're selling. Okay, I need about one a week a, um, you know, a, a case study or a testimonial. I want one of those, you know, about once a week. Something about my product or, you know, a product showcase. I actually need about two or three of those a week because showcasing products really important to me. So once you map all that out, you then might find you just need to talk about nine products in a month. And off you can go and and create those, you know, so whether that's creating videos or pulling from an image library, you're, you know, bringing that together and writing the captions. Then you said, okay, two inspiring quotes. So now go and find the quotes that resonate, pop into Canva, download them and set them up. Um, at all the content that you need over that period and creating it, you know, in that same sitting now, for experienced social media managers, batching a month of content probably takes somewhere between four to six hours. That's excluding video editing. Obviously, uh, with so much video coming into play, we've had to spend a lot more time. But, you know, if you're just using simple B-roll um, and nothing too technical with your video, I would say, you know, you should be able to achieve a month's worth of content in about four to eight, four to six hours depending on how many platforms you're using as well. But that's going to give you a month of strategic content. And if you do use that scheduling program, that's also going to mean it's all set up. You've batched it, you've written it, you've locked it in place. And for the next month, you can rely on strategic content going out across the channels you're trying to work with, giving you then the time to just jump on and engage, jump on a couple of times a day and respond to comments or once a day and respond to comments and messages or engage with other people's accounts. So to actually be freed up to do some of that engaging work that's really critical to growing your social accounts as well. Obviously, a core part of social media management now is also, as I touched on, filming and editing video. And that, you know, that is a newer skill set that we've had to develop. And I guess, you know, my advice to you if you're DIYing is to try, you know, find some hands-on courses that you can do. Um, if you're in Sydney, we've got a great one, check it out. But if you're, uh, you know, there's some online and, and there's definitely different businesses running them in different states and, and countries. So have a look at that. If you are, you know, you're not able to get training, I just recommend you play in the app. So, you know, play with something like CapCut and, and work with their templates. Play with 
Canva and work with their templates. Actually get in the app and have a look at what other people are doing and and use some of the in-app templates and have a go. You will get better over time and it is time consuming. And again, coming back to that content planning strategy, you may need to leave the, the space in your content plan that may be not something you can reasonably prepare if you're quite video heavily heavy in advance and schedule out. So, you know, you may want to leave gaps to come back to that. Uh, But I think that video component is a huge part of social media management now and and really succeeding on social media. So having that skill set or finding a way to to work with somebody maybe just on that area. If you can't upskill yourself or you just don't simply have the time, which I can completely appreciate, that's a really key area as well. So once you have everything in place, you know, the last and probably most crucial step of of managing your own social media is really understanding how to measure the performance and where to access key metrics on your platform. So that, you know, those performance metrics are going to help you understand what content people resonate with, what's going well, what to do more of, what to do less of. I think it's really important to not just set and forget. You need to have a line in the sand, whether that's, you know, once a month where you go back and you assess that performance and you have a look at how you're going um, and, and make decisions. You know, if you're doing an FAQ video and it has the lowest views of everything, well, then maybe that content pillar needs to go. Um, you know, and and again, I'd be making those decisions kind of after a couple of months. But if you find, um, you know, you do a carousel and it always really performs well, well, then how can you do more carousels and what might that look like? So it's really important to use those analytics to guide your future decisions as well. Social media management is a full-time job, but You know, I think for a small business, you can DIY. And if you are, you know, a marketing professional, it's really important that you understand the process of social media management, whether you're doing it or whether you're managing someone else do it, to really understand what goes into it and understand what you should be looking for as well in terms of how that preparation and and especially the strategic stage is coming together. Uh, You know, I, I hear too often business owners just giving social media to someone young that they know. I always hear, you know, my friend, you know, has a daughter or my my son's got a friend at school. That's so cost-effective. But at the end of the day, you're a brand. So I implore you to get really clear in your content plan, your content strategy, maybe your Canva templates, you might be able to work with someone to help you take that strategy, take those foundations and batch for you, you know, create for you, uh, for you to then have input in and, and for them to manage through the scheduling and the engagement as well. I hope you found this really helpful and really insightful. Um, I, you know, I adore social media management. It's the backbone that I built my business on. So I've been, you know, watching it evolve over, you know, as I said, close to 15 years. And I've I've gone from, you know, Facebook where cat memes were were everything back in 2010 to, you know, TikTok where, you know, just as, as of the other day, apparently landscape video is now trending. Who would have thought? 
So it's a dynamic area. Um, but, you know, I think if you sink your teeth into it and really get solid on your foundations, you can have a lot of success for yourself as well. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear what you'd like to talk more about. And I'd love to do some Q&A episodes as well. If you have a question and you would like me a voice on Gram or email me upcoming episode and answer it live for you too. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to MarianneAmys.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free resources.